passion and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football, Heather. And welcome back in as uh, we continue here on a Thursday afternoon. Busy schedule. And let's get to some headlines here that you may have missed earlier in the program. Sean Elliott, remember him? Was the interim coach at South Carolina for a while. Lost to the Citadel at the end of Steve Spurrier's tenure when he took over. He is leaving Georgia State to become an assistant at South Carolina. Family reasons, he said. And the headline here from The Athletic, will it be Georgia and everyone else in 2024? Seth Emerson says, not much has changed. And uh, how, how many times have you heard about the EA game? It's on the way. The, a teaser came out today, and everyone excited. And let's get back to our phones at uh, 855-242-7285. And uh, we begin with... Mitch, who is in St. Louis, uh, go right ahead. Dr. Paul, D. Mitch, I'm a grad from Mizzou, living in St. Louis. How are you today? Oh, we're doing great. Thank you, D. Mitch. Hey, I got a question for you. I'm hoping you, uh, you know, the, the professor of Feinbaum University, or maybe your associate, Randy, or any of the fine uh, members of Feinbaum University, I'm going to be retiring in June. Yes, and I'm trying to plan a two-week SEC road trip, two consecutive weeks. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, I'm from St. Louis, so I'm a Mizzou grad, as I mentioned, and I understand, and I think legend would agree with me, that I am, you know, Mizzou's a little bit sec light. So I'm trying to figure out how can I make the most and truly get the essence of SEC football. Now, let me tell you, I've got two of these uh, weekends. The first weekend I'm looking at is October 5th, Auburn versus Georgia, October 12th, Ole Miss LSU. Or the other option I was looking at was November 9th, Alabama at LSU, followed by the 16th, Tennessee at Georgia. Ooh. Do you, of those two, which one do you think would be the best? Or is there one out there that I'm missing? I'll, uh, I'll hang up and look Yeah, you know, uh, Mitch, I, 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 would not, I would not miss a game at, at, uh, at LSU. Um, mm-hmm. So you have, you have Alabama, LSU, and is there another LSU in the first uh, – Group you gave me? Yeah, I had Ole Miss, yeah, I had Ole Miss LSU on the 12th. The uh, first game of that uh, possible road trip would be Auburn at Georgia on the 5th. And if I went to the later one, Alabama LSU on the 9th, and the 16th would be Tennessee at Georgia. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a close call because I think Ole Miss, Ole Miss LSU and Alabama LSU are similar. They're, they're, two, they're, they're LSU's two biggest rivals, and so I, I don't think you're going to go wrong there. I think the Tennessee LA, the Tennessee Georgia game probably a little more exciting than the Auburn Georgia game in in Athens, but I mean those are two phenomenal weekends. I think I think it really just depends on the time. You know, you're, you're talking about about the same time of the year. I, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not bursting out with a favorite among those. I think whatever fits your schedule better. Okay, that sounds great. Well, I appreciate it, D. Mitch. Out. I hope everybody's day is delightful. Man, D like those D's. You got a lot of D's in school. Can you relate to that? Luther is up next in Mississippi. Hello, Luther. Hey, Paul. Happy Thursday. Hope it's a lovely one. 
It is. Um, it's beautiful. Before I start, I'm just I'm just asking for some thoughts and prayers real quick because my I have a pet laughing hyena and she's having gallbladder surgery in the morning and, and she's a little nervous. I can tell by the look in her eyes. Anyway, I'm calling about the Texas uh, Texas controversy. The Texas and Tennessee now. The Texas is in the SEC. And, I, and I, they wear orange, and Tennessee wears orange, and they both start with a T. Do you think that the NCAA might step in and make Texas change their colors? No. It's confusing. First of all, uh, I don't want to try to sound like a, a doctor here, but, but gallbladder surgery is really, uh, you, you know, if you go back in time, that was a big deal. Um, you had to cut, cut open. Now it's done uh, usually laparoscopically. Uh, it's a much easier surgery. I have not had it, thank goodness, but my mother has. Uh, and uh, it, it used my, to be a, my uncle's doing the surgery because the, the poor hyena hadn't even laughed in three days. So okay. no, but it, it, but it, it's, it's something that can be done uh, very, very well. Very, very. It's, it's, it's not, it's not a big deal uh, once, once they get in there. Here's the deal on, uh, on the NCAA. Uh, a lot of schools have similar colors. That's why the home team usually. Uh, is dressed in, in its colors and the, and the visiting team in white. Sometimes that is reversed, depending on the school. LSU likes to go white, but uh, nobody's got nobody's got to change their colors because of uh, the SEC. Rick is in Houston, and you are next up. Uh, hey, Rick. Good afternoon, Pastor Paul. Thank you. It has been quite a week on the Church of Feinbaum. Oh, we no doubt. It's, it's, been a t- it's been a long week, a tough week, but... Sunday is in sight. Well, any any week that you uh, you start the week off with a congregant uh, clipping their toenails in church, uh, you, you know it, it's not going to hardly get better from there. Then we had a had a group of twelve year old twelve year old boys judging how well Taylor Swift can chug a beer. But hey, uh, did uh, did I just follow Luther? I think you did. That call from yesterday, man, I thought that uh, I thought that couldn't be a real person at first. Well, we don't really know. Uh, so we're just making an assumption that that, some, that person was real. All right, Paul. Well, my dog's gone jackass. Why do, why do, why do dogs have to act up? While their masters are on the phone. I've never understood that. Does anybody understand that? Darren is up next. Hello, Darren. Hey, Paul. Hey there. I just wanted you to uh, make the phone call because I've seen you do it before. Get our man on the phone. Let me have a little one-to-one little entertainment for all your listeners. You know, that's, our, by the way, you, you, uh, that's a good idea to uh, get some of our more famous callers in here one day and, and take calls for them. What would you ask our man? I would just like to ask him. I mean, he said, I mean, you'll remember his call when you know what he said on Monday. But, um, hey, <laughs> how can he talk about Jordan Hare and say what he was saying? And he was like talking about, yeah, so Coca Cola's at Auburn, yob, yob, yob. Well, hell, Bobby Humphrey started out as a kid. Selling Coca Cola sure and, and Legion Field, but but he also went on that, to make All American. <laughs> well, yeah, but saying that, I, 
and he was talking about Brian Denny being such a horrible place and stuff like that. But all I could say is now, you know, in modern times, Jordan Hare, you go to that stadium, them bleachers still bounce. I mean, they, they move up and down, which is kind of dangerous. I mean, nobody's been hurt, thank goodness. However, you can't talk about Brian Denny or Lee. I, he just, I, I just want to have a little a mano to a mano on your show to give everybody a little bit of entertainment. And I'll did be you, Did you say uh, you want to have a, a, a mano? Is that right? A mano to a mano. I'll talk to uh, I mean, see if we can have a is a is an a mano to a mano different than a mono. I don't know. I've I've got to I've got to check my uh, mono to mono. I'm, I'm going to check my 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 uh, Spanish dictionary because uh, that's not the the Spanish that I I failed when I was younger. Uh, Byron is up next in Birmingham. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Paul. How about yourself? We're doing great. Awesome. <laughs> I'm calling we in, be uh, in mainly about the... Sorry, say again? We be in. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was, I was, I was oh, back good. in my uh, Spanish playbook. <laughs> All right, so uh, Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the SEC. Uh, I'm a, a lifelong Texas fan, but I grew up in Birmingham and uh, went to Auburn. Um, I'm really excited to see basically what I think is a grand reunion for the Southwest Conference. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Arkansas and Georgia games, but I'm worried, especially after like, uh, you know, you know, I guess being a Texas fan my whole life, that they're not going to continue to stack up uh, against the SEC um, and, uh, and how that, uh, how that's all going to shake out. So um, my, my question on this is uh, like, Am I, am I overshooting thinking that we're going to hit like eight wins? No, but Byron, and, Byron, uh, listen, uh, I understand your uh, confusion because Texas has not really been ready for the SEC. But this is the best moment Texas has had probably since Vince Young was there or Colt McCoy. And I think, I think Texas is SEC ready. And quite frankly, I think Texas has a shot at uh, a really challenging uh, Georgia for the SEC championship. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it very, very much. We go to the break. Uh, much more to come here on a Thursday afternoon. Very special guest coming up next, Joe Pompliano joining us. We have not had Joe on before, but you are not going to want to miss this segment. We're coming right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com slash Paul. 
Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. And welcome back in. Uh, We're happy to have you back here on a Thursday afternoon. Joe Pompliano is joining us. Uh, he is, uh, he writes about the intersection of business and sports. He does a newsletter and, and Joe, thank you very much for coming in. Um, this is a hot topic right now, uh, how sports and business intersect because that's about all we know. Uh, we see it every day, whether it's a Super Bowl or, or college football, which we talk about so often. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's one of those things that's been fun seeing like sports and business the intersection over the years. Specifically in sports, it's more popular now than I think ever before. How, uh, let's, let's talk about you for a second in this yeah. newsletter because it's very successful, very popular. Um, everybody has a different lane these days in the, in the field of media. How, how did all this start? So it's funny, I grew up in North Carolina. I had four brothers, loved sports, played everything you could imagine. Obviously wanted to be a professional. You eventually realize that's not likely given right. my stature and everything. And uh, so I moved to New York. I worked in uh, finance for a number of years, ended up at JP Morgan working in wealth management. And I wanted to really mend those two things together. I didn't love the total finance aspect of it, and I wanted to get back into sports. And I found myself learning more and talking to people and researching more things about money and business behind sports, media deals, athlete investments, everything associated with that. Uh, So I just started writing, tweeting, (laughs) writing a newsletter, podcasting. uh, And literally within three months, I left my job at JP Morgan and uh, started doing this full time. And it's been three years now, a wild three years, but a fun three years. I wonder what happened to you, because I was was one of those wealth management customers. And I kept, where's my guy? (laughs) Um, You know what? I really didn't like the fact that it's very planned out, right? You're your wealth manager. They're there for 40, 50 years, and they're kind of doing the same thing. They have the same clients. And that's really great for some people, but I just didn't really like that. It also, when you get into wealth management, whether it's, it's, a, it's a small amount or some of the mega accounts, yeah. it's, it's pretty much the same formula, isn't it? Yep. And, yeah, absolutely. And I, I would think it, it would get pretty tedious. Uh, so um, in, in the sports world, let's bring it closer to home because uh, so much is happening in the college football space right now uh, yep. and the college athletic space, but college football being the main one. What, what do you see right now? We just saw this CFP ESPN deal, not announced, but reported by many, many people. Let's start there uh, because this 12-team playoff has everyone's attention right now. Yeah, I think it tells me that college football is more popular than ever before. I mean, we see it in the TV ratings. Uh, Everything feels like it's up in sports today, but specifically college football was more popular last year than any year before. And I think this new deal that, again, is not uh, finalized but has been being reported, worth $1.3 billion a year, $7.8 billion in total by Andrew Marchand at The Athletic, that's a big deal. I mean, to put it into context... We're talking about 11 games in the new playoff, $1.3 billion a year. That's $110 million per game. That's roughly what Peacock paid for the exclusive NFL playoff game that they had earlier this year, the Chiefs and the Dolphins game. I mean, that game got 23 million viewers on their service. That's roughly what the national championship game would get. So we're talking about a lot of money into the future, but specifically for every single game. And I think that really speaks to the popularity of college football today. 
And a lot of people are down on the sport, Joe, because of all the, the NIL, which we'll get to in a minute, and, and you know, the usual suspects say, I'm never watching. But, it, but the audience is high. Now, it, isn't, uh, it, it pales in comparison to the NFL, but everything pales in comparison to the NFL. But where is it compared to everything else? Well, I always talk about sports leagues in general, right? We talk about the, the four or five major leagues here in the U.S., NFL, NBA, et cetera. And people always like to group the NBA in that second slot. And I say, no, college football is really second, right? If you think about sports leagues, obviously college football is not necessarily a league. But in the context of media dollars, sponsorships, viewership, and everything else, it's really that 1B slot right behind the NFL. Now, no one's going to touch the NFL. I think the NFL was 92 or 95 of the most watched telecast in the U.S. last year. So obviously it's immensely popular. They have probably the best business model in all of sports, if I had to guess. They have, obviously, national media rights deals, no local RSN deals that they have to deal with. They have parity across the entire league. They have a draft. They have all of that stuff. So college football is somewhere in between, but I think it's higher than the NBA, MLS, obviously, NHL, and so forth. Yeah, I, I really uh, agree with you, and I, not because I know anything, because I don't, but I was talking to some people yesterday in New York, and you know how uh, New Yorkers talk. Uh, and this is from a a high-end business, uh, they were talking about the college football space, and they said, you have exactly what you said. You have the NFL, you have college football, and you have the NBA. That's the, that's the upper class. And then yep. everybody else is in the middle class. And mm -hmm. whether that's a caste system or not, it, it, even things within the college platform uh, are not where they have been in the past. What, what, has, what has happened to some of these other sports, like college basketball, which used to be a sport that people were glued to. Now it seems like that's a yeah. three-week sport. Well, everything in, in, in business and in sports in general gravitates towards the media dollars. The media dollars make up the majority of the revenue, the lion's share of the revenue across all of the leagues, but specifically at the NFL and college football, it's really important because as we're seeing with media today, I mean, if you look at cable, cable's obviously declining, streaming is becoming more popular, but it's made premium sports rights that much more important because you know, ESPN or someone like that knows that if I can lock up the college football playoff for the next decade, that's going to be incredibly important as we try to transition people to streaming or whatever we want to do next with right. our customer base. So I think college football and the NFL have really benefited from that more so than any other league because there's only so many dollars out there from the media perspective and they want the most premium rights they can find and viewership is ultimately all that matters and college football has it and the NFL has it more than anyone else. Joe, let's talk about uh, the future because uh, for years everybody's been talking about uh, the changing models. Uh, I mean, I, I, I still remember as a young kid uh, with college sports, you had one game on a week. Uh, we all know it's different now, but a lot of, a lot of older people uh, are afraid of where we're going because uh, they still can't find Amazon. Uh, they, they don't know where Peacock is. Uh, so as, as, where, where, is, where is sports on, on linear television right now, and where is it going? Well, I think broadcast is always going to be important because if you think about the things that the leagues want, they obviously want money. That's a huge driver of revenue for the league. If the, we want to talk NFL, I mean, that's half their revenue annually, so it's huge. But they also want reach. So broadcast is really important. It makes the product relevant. Part of the reason why they asked for $110 million from Peacock was because the reach was going to be lower. That game might have averaged 45 or 50 million viewers compared to 23 if it was on broadcast. So I think that's important to remember here. But also we're seeing this divide where cable is obviously shrinking. We went from, I don't know, 100 to 110 million households to 65 or 70 now. So huge drop off there. And people are transitioning to newer apps, even you know apps run by cable companies, but still apps and other big tech companies, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, so forth. And those companies have more money than they know what to do with it. 
but they really haven't gone all in on sports yet. They've kind of picked at the corners, Thursday night football, an MLS package, a baseball package. And what we're seeing is that the rights, the money that these leagues are still able to get is still the greatest from cable companies and broadcasters. So that's going to continue for probably the next five to 10 years. And then I think that's where it's really going to get interesting to see if Apple, if Amazon, if they're willing to pay up and increase the amount of money they're willing to pay to leagues. And ultimately, the, distribu the distribution has to be there, too, because if it's not, the leagues will continue to go with their broadcast partners. But there, there is a concern about distribution, yet yeah. uh, what is the hottest entity uh, in entertainment right now, Netflix. Yeah. Um, have they, but is that a different situation because that's on demand as opposed to live? Well, Netflix is the only profitable streaming service yet. I mean, they've, okay. they've really crushed it, quite frankly, compared to all the other services out there. And part of that is they're trying to grow market share and other partners were a little bit late to the party and Netflix had an advantage. So that's huge. But I think that's part of the reason why uh, WWE just went there. They gave right. them their, their Monday Night Raw package. Because if you looked at the numbers, they were actually getting the exact same number of reach in North America as cable was providing them. And then you add on all the international stuff, and it's huge. Now, Netflix has said in the past that they necessarily don't want to get into live sports. WWE is kind of like this quasi-entertainment sport thing that is, that is programmable. It's 52 weeks a year, so it's not like football or anything else. So we'll see if Netflix ends up going down that road. Um, but no one else is really there yet. It's really Netflix, and then everyone else is behind them. So let's talk about the two most important sports entities right now in college football, and that's the Big Ten, the SEC. It's always weird asking about these questions, but hey, you're an expert. We're just curious. You, you have the Big Ten, which has taken a very much an NFL model, three, three networks plus their own Big Ten network. The SEC has parked at one place, and, and, and we'll use the, tributary, the tributaries this fall, uh, of ESPN on ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, and obviously the, the SEC network. Uh, compare and contrast the, the, the concept behind these two leagues. Well, I think the model that the NFL has developed is fantastic, quite frankly. It allows all of these different broadcasters to bid against each other, increasing the rights for the same amount of supply. So you have you know, CBS, all these other partners that are paying billions of dollars every single year. And again, it allows them to put every single game on the national networks rather than these local deals, which, as you know, have become a disaster over the last few years. So the NFL model is something that I think everyone wants to get to. Now, when it comes to these conferences specifically, should you split the rights? Should you bid it out to multiple parties? It really just depends on the value that you're getting from that, right? You want accessibility. You want people to know where those games are. And I think one network probably gives you more than that than anyone else. But if you're able to drastically increase the revenue by spreading it out across two to three networks, that's pretty beneficial too. So I think it really depends on what you're trying to get out of those partnerships. But again, the deal reported with ESPN for the college football playoff, it's one network. But there's one unique caveat being reported, which is they can sublicense some of the games out to the other networks, which is something we might see more of as one network paying the total bill and then trying to make a little bit of that money back by giving some of the games, early round games, albeit, to the other networks. Now, explain this, because I, I work here and I don't know the answer, so I'm really <laughs> curious. I, I understand sublicense, but are we talking about this coming season? Or, or, or so it would be the extension. It would be, I think, 2026. Yeah. So that the deal we're we're hearing about is for the 26. The other one was the other one was already baked in. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So uh, well, the deal's not finalized, so I forgive you for not okay. <laughs> knowing the details. And it's confusing, and and, and we're we're about to get there uh, yeah. with because we're we're entering the season here in a couple of months. But I mean, we're talking about games all over the place uh, to try to stay away from guess who the NFL. Mm -hmm. uh, any thoughts on how this may work? Yeah, I, I mean. 
you want to avoid the NFL. Every network is, or every sports league is essentially trying to avoid the NFL. There's some rules in place to protect, obviously, college football from that with the, the Sports Act and stuff like that. But ultimately, the NFL has proven their stance relative to everyone else. College football, again, is 1B. And I think college football will be just fine. I, you know, I, I referenced some of the numbers earlier. I think the stat was that there was more total minutes watched this year than any year before. So all the people telling you, I'm sure you get college all the time. I'm never going to watch again. Right. NIL ruined things. You know, the transfer portal is terrible. People are watching. They're watching more than they ever have before. Just uh, before you go, now I want to continue this another time, but the, the NIL part of all this, uh, it, it, it's hard to keep up with it. We talk about it 20 hours a week. I mean, what, what is your view from a little higher uh, window? You know, top down, I think, first and foremost, the NCAA really messed up. They didn't regulate it in the way that they should have. It's a little past that now. They're trying to do some things in Washington and trying to figure out some stuff, which I don't quite frankly think is going to work. Ultimately, my guess would honestly be that we move towards a more professional looking model like the NFL, which is you get players to do their NIL deals, which are separate. And then maybe there's a salary cap of some sort or, 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 or payments in place to where the schools are able to pay the players directly. Now, maybe that's years down the line, but I understand the frustration and NIL is not a bad thing by itself. The transfer portal is not a bad thing by itself. I would argue that both are good individually. But when you combine them, that's where you have problems. Players are getting poached. They're asking for sums that are just, quite frankly, ridiculous. And uh, it's made, made a mess in college football over the last couple of years. And many people still watch. Uh, <laughs> Joe, thank you so much. This is a fantastic conversation. Come back soon. Thank you. Joe Papliano. We are going to take a short break. We've had a great time here. Your phone calls are around the corner. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We are back, and I uh, hope you appreciated the conversation with Joe. Let's get back to the calls, and Mike is up next. Hey, Mike. Hey, Paul. Um, so, a couple of questions, I guess. Uh, I was thinking about this whole um you know, realignment of conferences and the discussion about players going somewhere, then they've got to fly all over the place and they're going to be tired, worn out, and it's, you know, big flights and all that kind of stuff. And I was looking at the Stanford schedule, just as an example, that they're going to, I don't know, Tallahassee, they're going to 
North Carolina. They're going places. I mean, they're going from west to east. And it was a formal player. You know, I was always kind of like excited about. I mean, you get on an airplane for the first time in your life. You're you're, you're young. You're you're you know you're in great shape. You you get to go see somewhere different. Is that going to be a positive or a detriment to recruiting for these schools? And then I'll ask you another question. I don't think it's a factor at all. I mean, these are young guys that are used to being on the run. They're they're 18, 19 years old, 20 years old. They're not like uh, somebody in their 70s or 80s that's trying to decide uh, you know, when to take their medication. <laughs> so this whole media thing about, you know, they're traveling too far. They're going to be tired. They're not going to make it. Uh, I mean, it, it's certainly who's, a concern. Who's tired, um, who's tired when you're 18, 19, 20 No, you're not. I mean, it's a, it's a disregard. Uh, you know, the next time some, uh, some administrator talks about student athletes, I'll, I'll, I'll just start laughing because they, they don't really care. Uh, it's an inconvenience, but ultimately uh, I don't think the players are going to be affected by it. Why is it an inconvenience when you say that? It's an inconvenience to who? Well, it's an inconvenience uh, because it's a money grab, especially in the ACC, where you know they took in uh, California and Stanford, which are nowhere near Syracuse and Miami. Uh, they they yeah. did that because they were trying to they were they were just trying to protect themselves against the future, and they also did it to make sure that they had the the requisite number of of schools so they could maximize their television money. I got you. Okay. Well, thanks for the answer. Appreciate it. Thank you. Adina is up next. Good afternoon, Adina. Hi, Paul. It's great to hear your voice again. Thank you. Um, it's been a while because I dropped off right after Nick, you know, uh, announced that he was resigning. And I was trying to figure out, you know, what was bothering me the most about it. Mm-hmm. And it, it isn't really that people you know, are giving us grief and we're never going to be big again, but it's a sadness. You know, the guy just touched on it a while ago. He said, you know, it's not going to be that big a deal. And, you know, it's not really, it affects people though, that like things to be in order. And I just wondered if, well, one, what's going to happen with Eli gold and two, um, if you think we're just getting old or it's it's just kind of going to hell in a handbasket. And Nick, who dedicated his life to football, had to, like, see it all going. Maybe that's just an old people view Well, no, listen, uh, I think any time uh, somebody reaches a certain age, don't ask me how I know, uh, <laughs> people start asking the question. And I remember uh, sitting with Nick Saban eight or nine years ago in his office, and I said, have you thought about retiring? I mean, it's a natural question when you're 60. He was 65 years old at the time. Uh, He always had the same answer, and, uh, and that's why a lot of people just could not ever accept the fact that he might walk away before he's 120. Um, but, but I think it's a natural progression and, and, you know, for 17 years, Nick Saban was the dominant figure in our college football life as a, as a, as an Alabama fan or, or even as an SEC fan, people always, uh, you know, criticize this show saying, all you guys ever do is talk about Alabama football. No, we talk about Nick Saban's 
and his program. Alabama football is not the same without Nick Saban. I, and I'm well aware that, that they had a program before Saban, but it's not quite the same. Uh, the, the lights don't shine quite as brightly. You there? I am, yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Okay. So uh, my question, though, is do you not at this time just kind of wish you could just roll on into retirement yourself? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, did I think about leaving the day after the same day Saban did? I most certainly did, uh, in all candor. I said this would be a good time just to walk away. Um, mm. But unlike Nick Saban, I don't have five houses. Uh, I don't have a $350,000 car. I, I have a mortgage. I have a bill, so I, I probably will continue to work. All right. Now, if I ever decide to be a sugar mama, I'm going to come get you. I wish, I wish you would, because I, <laughs> I've, I've been looking for that my whole life. And I'm, I mean, it's, it's sad that I've got to go to work every day to make ends meet. Don't you think, Randy? Me and you both. It's great right. talking to you. Thank you. I just made another dollar after that phone call. Um, <laughs> Kevin is up next. Oh, hello, Kevin. Hey, Paul. How are you doing? We are doing great. Thank you. Uh uh, we all know about Alabama softball and Montana Fouts is not there anymore. What does Coach Murph and his team need to do this year to make it to the SEC title game? Because I'm a huge Alabama softball fan. Well, Kevin, I think it's a question every year. Um, you know, the softball season is well underway, as many of you know. And uh, I mean, I've always been a big fan of, of Patrick Murphy. He has his detractors out there who. Uh, who just don't don't accept that one championship is enough. Uh, I think it's a really out, outstanding program. So I'll, I'll defer to the experts on uh, what their chances of going all the way are, and then we'll see if we can get you a better answer on that than, than what I just get. I mean, they're top 10, they're right now ranked 11th in the country, so uh, they, would, they would need to improve on that. Uh, because, uh, and another, I'll tell you, another thing is about the change in the SEC, and that's Oklahoma, because they have had the dominant women's program for a number of years so it's going to make it more difficult uh it, i mean it's, it's always been that difficult because alabama and many others have had to get through uh, oklahoma in the past we'll take a short break we're coming right back you're listening to the paul feinbaum show podcast robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. How about this? We got two great matches. Florida, Missouri, 7 p.m. Actually meets. And then Auburn at LSU, 9 p.m. And Larry up? is up now. What's up? Larry! What's up? Hey, you know what, man? I didn't think you were a badass. I didn't. But I changed my mind about you. I'm when did you decide I was a badass? You. Where, well, where? You, blood, you blooded somebody's nose, man. Well, who was that? Back in 1985. Okay, I'm I'm listening. Glenn. 
Glenn? You get an arm wrestling, an elephant on his head or something. It was well, a listen, now, it's hard for me to remember. I bloodied so many noses in my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a caller, man. His name was Glenn. I, by the way, Larry, I didn't. I, I wasn't on radio until like almost 1990. I know, but I mean, he he. I didn't. I always have no, people call. No I've been listening to you for 50 years. Right? I said, well, no, you haven't. He mentioned y'all was at a game or something. Oh, and, uh, and he, tried to, he, he tried to get in my way? You arm wrestled him. I arm wrestled him. Yeah. And then you hit. And I gave him a bloody nose? How do you give somebody a bloody nose arm wrestling? Well, you bloodied his nose and you hit an elephant on his head. He, he knocked it off his head okay. or something. And he told you this? He, I told him. I said, man, you talking stuff I don't know about. You need to tell him all this. He said, yeah, I, I think I'll call him. He said, I like old Paul. I'll tell you what. You better uh, watch I out. You I, I, see him I showed that guy, didn't back. I? I think you ought to pay your ass back. I think you ought to go come see you and bloody your nose. You know what? <laughs> He's not getting near my nose. I got Randy. I got Randy right there. Woo, but Randy, he got one more. I Randy got. You don't want to mess with Randy. Him. That boy, he got a big old. Randy straight. used to be a bouncer. Weren't you a bouncer? Yeah. You got some good collars on that. You know, you got that collar bracket or something now going on. Yeah. What is that all about? Well, yeah, Larry. Uh, I know you've been sick, but it's the same thing we do every year. Yeah, but I mean, look at how many you got on there, man. Well, we haven't done it yet. We're just, all we're showing is the uh, top four and the bottom four. Uh, it looked like it was a bunch up there to me. Well, we got the top I'm, four, we got the bottom four, and then we have the first four out. Yeah, I like Dominating. He's good. He's, He's good okay. Kid. He's not bad yeah. for a little, a little snotty kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you know what, man? I can't wait to see you again. I ain't, hey, man, I didn't get much chance, get much time with you this last past year. But Alabama ain't the same, man. I feel kind of, feel kind of sad. Well, Larry, don't, don't just, listen, it's not that bad. A uh, couple of, couple of key coaches have left. But I was taught, somebody told me this today that Alabama's got a chance when the next portal opens. Uh, they're, going to, they're going to be a very popular uh, site. Larry, you, you, you take care of yourself. Thank you for the call. Steve is up next in Georgia. Hello, Steve. Hey, Paul. How you doing? Go dogs. Uh, but I, I want to try to help you with your phone callers to try to make it easier for you. Can I give you like an option thing? Yes, for your please. Callers. Press one for medical advice. Press two for mental illness consultation, 30-second limit. D.C. and California calls will be dropped. AA calls allowed except for Bud Light callers. I like Press that. Press three for political lobbying donations. Press four to e-verify your identity, especially in GED Kingdom of Tuscaloosa or Louisiana or Rig. Please have your high school diploma, jersey number, roster picture. No Ted Williams photo shop pics will be accepted. Press five for dog obedience tips. Press six to verify your promise to never call again. And last, please stay on the line for a survey and chance to win a private jet trip with one recruit from each SEC school except Bandy, of course. <laughs> a little message for Squirrel. Squirrel, for your Hawaii 5 case, the first use of aluminum bats in college baseball was 1974. You do the numbers. 
call. You had a call from D.C. Uh, telling us to get rid of a Tuberville in Alabama. I love my Bama friends. Uh, you can trade Tuberville to Georgia, and we'll give you Raphael Warlock and John Oshgag. Oh, my uh, goodness. And uh, and you got to remember, Tuberville, despite waving six fingers, was that six straight to Bama? Yeah. He still got elected by Bama fans and not some D.C. swamp thinking he's calling MSNBC. Well, no, you're, you're right. That was uh, I had a couple of friends that, that called me from uh, national, uh, national political writers, and, and they said, do you think the, uh, the Alabama people will support him? I said, against a liberal Democrat? Yes, I do. <laughs> it's Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think Alabama people need to choose who they want to choose, and I think your, your sports talk show is great. But I don't think it's a good political show. We got too many of that. Well, no, I, I, I never. Uh, I mean, I, I feel very strongly that uh, you don't see me offering opinions uh, on, on political nope. people. Nope. And the only reason I think Tuberville even comes up is because everybody is used to blasting him from a college football standpoint. So there's some carryover. But yeah, uh, well, I, yeah no, I mean, politics right now is toxic. No matter, I mean, I feel very strongly about certain issues, uh, and but I'm never right. going to, I never want that coming up here because it's uh, right. it's too depressing. So, Paul, you know my background in sports medicine. I go way back, uh, and I talk about these kids, how they've, you know, always been given money. But I'm afraid, on this last series, I'm afraid the NIL is going to decrease the attendance of the average season ticket. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.